0: Okay, today we are going to cover the topic of pieces of software that we have in our battle Battle set of applications on our laptops. Everyday carry kit. Yes, everyday carry kit. So we're going to talk about apps that we always use. We're going to talk about the apps that we always install, even if we don't use them. Uh, About, let's say, legacy apps that we still keep on our laptops because sometimes we might need them and stuff like that and we can actually expand this to other let's say additional accessories hardware-wise that we carry in our backpacks uh, that we consider to be necessary to do some parts of our job so uh, with that being said let's let's roll the intro Okay, so who wants to start? Do you want to start or should I?
1: I think that you should start because uh, let's, let's first talk about one thing. We When we were preparing for this... We prepared uh, for this? Yes, okay. In that 15, that 15 seconds that we're talking about this, uh, I actually realized that we have a completely uh, different outlook on how a laptop should be, should be working.
0: Yeah, our uh, approaches are di- diagonally so. so le- le-
1: I'm going to start with me uh, because it's easier. Uh, I consider all my laptops because I have multiple of them to be completely uh, dispensable and they need to be uh, always in such a state that I'm not going to lose any data or any uh, sweat uh, if I need to reinstall them, if they go bad, if they break, if if they get stolen. I don't want to be uh, in any way uh, burdened burdened by what is on the laptop. So my laptops are designed or installed in such a way that I have the the applications that I need. Mm -hmm. I have Dropbox as the way of uh, synchronizing everything across all my devices. Break his Dropbox. Break it. Break it. Yeah. So I have my Dropbox uh, as a way of connecting my devices and... The only thing that is on the laptop itself is usually my mailbox um, basically as a cache. I don't uh, get any documents on the the laptop. I don't keep them there. I try not to... Basically, I try not to save anything locally. So my laptop is just a throwaway device.
0: Okay. My approach is somewhat different. It's not completely different to yours. Uh, We are using my... uh, let's say Synology NAS service for let's say business related stuff that we do here for presentations, lab work, exams, whatnot. I do have OneDrive for example if I want to store something but I stopped using it I mentioned in one of the previous episodes after it kind of expired on me with my mobile phone uh, and for the most part unlike you I do cache my data locally always because there are situations in which I do not have internet access on purpose this is not a technological uh, limitation it's a, it's a scenario based limitation for some some of my clients are air gapped they don't have internet access so I need to have not necessarily always all of my data with me but most of it at least so that I can do my work properly okay but uh, i also have basically backups of most of my computers running on a daily basis so for the most part it wouldn't be a big undertaking for me to kind of like reinstall the laptop if i needed to it wouldn't be such a big one we are let's say there is a Percentage of difference in the use case that we that you and I have but it's largely similar actually in a sense It's just that I do have local copies of uh, all of the information that I have but I also have BitLocker and stuff on On the laptop as well, so I
1: usually encrypt data too. Okay, so let's now break down the applications. Okay Uh, So how many games do you have on the laptop?
0: Unless we are talking about the built-in games none.
1: Okay, same here it's uh, the
0: first thing that I do, uh, de- de- deinstall if Windows starts automatically installing it. You know mean- there are th- those additional games in Windows Store that it when you when you uh, install from scratch it starts downloading them, so I remove all of that.
1: Okay. Then the next the next uh, set of uh, or group of uh, applications, mm-hmm. communications. How many?
0: Uh, are we counting the browsers as well?
1: No, no, no. We are counting uh, only uh, messaging slash uh, video conferencing slash whatever communication device uh, uh, applications there are. I have Viber, WhatsApp.
0: Uh, I have the old legacy Skype as well for some of the customers. That's it in terms of the uh, communications from the chat perspective. In terms of online platforms, basically everything. WebEx, Zoom, the uh, blue jeans from Red Hat, uh, teams, uh, basically everything there is, because different clients, different different companies that I work for, have different requirements in terms of the online platform that they use. So I always have all of those clients. Uh, I have basically all of their clients installed on all of my laptops because okay, okay. O- oftentimes I have to jump on a call. If if I don't have a client, there's going to be problems.
1: Okay, so I'm not going to count uh, office uh, parts of the Microsoft Office. Uh, yeah, we have that by default. This is by default on all my laptops. So basically, the Teams is part of the Office, or it isn't, but it it is. They are removing it from Office, actually. Yes, because they want to they want they want to make it a separate product. Uh, the OneNote and the uh, Teams are going to be removed. But mm, okay, it's also
0: related to some
1: kind of legal battle as well. But yes, might. but anyway, it's a so
0: good good thing.
1: Yes, removing teams from anything is a good thing. But <laughs> Not th- what I said by thank you. Yes, because uh, the, the, I have only one problem with the teams. Uh, it's the artificial uh, limitation on the resolution of what uh, you can send actually to the other side. So this is just, this is just why, my, why my little gripe, uh, if they sold it, my fault. But I haven't tried it once I had a problem.
0: What happened to you? You used to have many more complaints. Well, let me count mine. First and foremost, the latest versions of Teams uh, integrated ChatGPT as well, okay. which can get annoying a little bit. That's the first thing. The second thing, uh, Teams do not work with a lot of professional audio cards. Okay, that's irritating as hell. For example, we talked about Universal Audio, Universal Audio cards as, uh, as the Apollos and of the world, etc. I'm not talking about the vaults, the cheaper ones. They do not work in Teams directly. So I have a separate sound card that I send Apollo uh, audio signal from into that card. And, but they have it for other reasons. It's not only that reason. And so betting, the, betting is working on Teams. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the blue screen. The third reason, and if I may be so honest, this one is by far the most irritating. Uh, some of the latest updates uh, of Teams introduced uh, Teams as an even more irritating thing than it used to be. With I, I, I need at least two physical screens to kind of like manage my Teams session. One for, let's say, uh, for the screen share that I do, and one for the th- Teams interface. And they have an annoying habit of always, always, always going, when you when you minimize it and when you bring it back to the maximum size, they always go to the primary screen. Which is annoying as hell. Then uh, green screen capability th- works okay for the most part, but sometimes gets really weird. Not really good. Uh, sharing system sounds well, most times doesn't work at all in my experience. No matter if it's OS, uh, if it's Mac or Windows. What else? But at least
1: at least the using two different accounts on Teams works.
0: No, I was actually going to say something uh, that was introduced in one of the latest updates which is more irritating than that. This is irritating as well, you're correct. Um, I cannot uh, show this here on my laptop, I'm afraid, because my laptop is logged into one account only. But if you work for, for a company that has multiple Teams accounts and or if you have mandatory roaming profiles, then it gets very much fun because let's say that I log in into Teams in my domain-based computer today, punch in username and password, leave it at that, and save the password then. Reboot the machine from today to tomorrow, for example, you restart it, you boot it again in the morning. And then Teams startup, they basically log you in back, but then they log you off, while at the same time in the background, you do see the calendar of your Teams while at uh, on the form, so you have the back background screen of Teams with all of your, uh, you know, calendar assignments. But uh, on top of that, you have a screen that asks you to log in, which is perfect for privacy.
1: I think that the better part is uh, when you are logged into a domain account and you are trying to use a personal account for some reason or the other. There is no way to switch. Yeah, it's very user friendly there yes so okay but we are not going to uh bash too much on microsoft because you already did, did this uh, a couple of episodes ago and this is something that is uh, becoming a standard and i don't like that because I think... yes you do i don't okay but but microsoft microsoft is a tool uh it may be a blunt instrument and it may maybe <laughs> i knew it <laughs> so it, it is a tool <laughs> it is go. a tool, and
0: i don't there care. you go you're back
1: Yes. So uh, let's talk about my communication. Uh, Discord.
0: Yeah, I have Discord as well. So. Yes, uh, but only for one thing: talking to our students.
1: But okay, uh, I must say that I'm following a lot of people on Discord because Discord is the tool to use if you want to uh, keep in contact, and uh, for example, with AI, uh, if you want to keep <laughs> in into contact with uh, some of the utilities that I use if you want to keep in contact in some of the different um, channels that I support on Patreon so okay. uh, a lot of communities are there so a uh, discord is something that is useful uh, Agreed. i hate i hate the implementation on the electron uh, because i hate the electron and such but uh, yeah the negative vibes of the electron just kills you no the vibes of electron help <laughs> kill, kill me because uh, electron is uh, unstable as Okay. Anyways, uh, so you're this,
0: spinning out of control.
1: So Discord, Teams, uh, what else? Uh, Viber, WhatsApp. But they use WhatsApp pre- uh, usually from the uh, from the phone. Uh, n- uh, from the phone and from the browser. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have a dedicated uh, on my laptop. I don't have a dedicated uh, client. Uh, client. Hmm? Interesting. Uh, one thing, uh, WhatsApp is introducing uh, ability to use WhatsApp on multiple phones this is going to be interesting
0: yeah they didn't have that you can have yes. it on phone and many computers
1: but not on multiple phones you're correct yes 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 so this is going to be fun but okay okay so ne- let me go with the next uh what do you use to to write down your uh things that you need to be written down because i use joplin
0: i don't have a specific app for that i just use notepad or stick it or
1: whatever they're called sticky Sticky, Okay, because I use Joplin, and Joplin is an amazing thing if you want to use it uh, by yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a markdown language-based, basically note-taking application. It is able to hold everything that I need. Mm -hmm. So I keep all my information in it, including uh, everything that I need to know and write down about my clients. So this is a nice thing to have. Um, by the way, on the mobile phone, I use
0: Samsung Notes for that, and there's a reason for that. It's easy to share them via, uh, let's say, a chat tool like Viber or something. You can actually share your notes, and you can have check boxes in your notes, which okay. is perfect for shopping lists and stuff like that. But I don't use that on 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 computer. You you have, uh, I think that by the end of the episode, we are going to realize that you have many more advanced applications than I do in in those in these human terms, let's say.
1: Okay. So, in robotic terms, uh, which browser do you use? Oh man, that's difficult.
0: So, my primary browser is for the most part Chrome.
1: Okay, me too.
0: Which is pissing me off to no end for the past year. Many reasons. I use Firefox for a lot of things that don't work properly in Chrome. I do not use Edge for the life of me. And I do use uh, Internet Explorer a lot in system administration.
1: Okay, system uh, Internet Explorer is the go-to tool that you hate to use but have to?
0: No, I like using it in for, for that specific purpose. It works perfectly for HPI levels of the world, for storage explorers of the world on fiber channel switches and many
1: other things like that. It's perfect for that, works really well almost all the network cameras of the world because they have ActiveX controls. Yeah. So, uh, okay, but this is a necessary necessary tool. It's not something that they want to use, but they have to. So uh, Mm -hmm. I need to use the Edge, I need to use the Firefox, the Chrome. Uh, The Edge is the thing that they actually keep on using Mm -hmm. just for the simple reason is that this is the weapon of last resort. Um, uh, Because since I don't use Edge... Mm -hmm. Uh, the Edge has the cleanest configuration of all the uh, browsers that they <coughs> yeah, have. Yeah, nothing no, Nothing is in it, so I can be almost sure that I'm not going to trigger any extensions, I'm not going to trigger any additional tools, it is ju- it's just going to be a clean browser.
0: I only use it in private mode. Yes okay. yes, okay, yes, okay,
1: but, but for me, Edge, Edge is always in private mode because uh, nothing is installed on it. Mm-hmm. It is trying to push me to log in, but I don't care. So, uh, basically, my private browser is also also Chrome. i think that I'm going to switch, and I think that I'm going to switch to Firefox uh, soon because Chrome is getting completely out of hand, mm-hmm. and uh, the reasons that I'm not switching to Firefox is basically laziness. You have a lot of stuff then to migrate. It's not as easy as... Yes, yes, but uh, I tried migrating. Uh, uh, you might not believe it, but uh, it's easier to migrate from Chrome to Edge than it is to from Chrome to uh, Firefox. Mm. Actually, I tried. Uh, Edge is able to migrate you in a couple of minutes. You're going to uh, the, the all the passwords are going to get migrated. All the settings are going to get migrated, including the all the history and everything else. So mm-hmm. basically, we just continue uh, working in Edge. But I'm not ready for this. Uh, stuff. <laughs> I'm just, I just don't, I'm not ready. you just not set. ready. I'm just waiting for the Edge uh, version 10 or 11 uh, but until I'm uh, basically sure that this is going to work.
0: You don't want to be beta tester of Edge while you're beta testing Windows
1: 11. That's mm. completely reasonable. Okay, so whatever Edge is going to be uh, shipped with uh, Windows 12, uh, I'm going to run with it. Okay, now for the specialized applications. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... We could we could go with um, different things, between, because mostly both you and me are doing uh, part network configuration, part different configurations. Let's talk about uh, first VPNs.
0: Okay. How many do you use? Basically, only one nowadays, but I do have a couple of uh, others still in, installed. Although I could delete them. We both use 40 client for almost everything that we do. Yes. I do have OpenVPN for connecting to my office, you have it as well, I know, and uh, I do have Cisco AnyConnect for somebody, I don't remember which company, but I have to connect to them from time to time when they give me a call, okay. but that's
1: once a year. I must say that I'm using also using SoftEther, mm-hmm. and I'm using ZeroTier. I'm using Windows built-in VPN as well. But I'm using ZeroTier to be con- uh, always connected to my uh, go-to server that holds my uh, personal data uh, at home mm-hmm. so that I don't need to connect at home and that, that need to, I don't need uh, uh, VPN connections directly to the home. But at the same time, to be able to actually completely be, uh, have my laptop completely clean of all the data that uh, might be on it. While you're discussing that,
0: I just discovered an application that I have to delete because I never ever use it. It's one of your favorites.
1: Okay, so anyways, uh, now for the next thing, uh, remote connection applications. Remote desktop. I do
0: have TeamViewer, of course. I'm actually, uh, yesterday I was just considering that I'm going to just take the plunge and buy a license for it because it just gets on my nerves to get disconnected constantly. I use remote desktop for the most part. Of course, PuTTY for shell access. I do use any connected times for some of the clients, but not often, once every couple of months, but I usually don't have it deployed. I just download it and use it either in standalone mode or I deploy it and then delete. What else? Uh, yeah, that's it,
1: I think. Okay, I am different in this in this uh, perspective. I am th- using VNC. I'm using, okay, remote desktop connection if I need to. Uh, because I'm trying to avoid it. Uh, I hate the extra step. I hate the extra step of trying uh, having to connect to VPN and then uh, connecting somewhere. I have the re- remote desktop connection manager as well, so that I can have multiple profiles saved. I'm going uh, to say this for the last because I have one of those also. But uh, so VNC, uh, I have Splashtop. I don't.
0: I don't think I have VNC anymore, but maybe
1: I still do. I have Splashtop Business. Uh, Splashtop is for me the okay. go-to application. Because it's amazing, it's quick, and it enables me to connect to everywhere I need to be uh, quickly from the phone and from the desktop. Whatever works for you, man. Okay, so then I'm also using something called Mobile Xterm. I have that as well. And Mobile Xterm is, uh, I know, I, I recommend it to you. Um, no, you didn't. I used it before. Yes, but Mobile <laughs> Xterm is probably the most useful uh, connecting applica- application for connecting to anywhere. Because it is able to use both the serial uh, port, so I can use my uh, USB to serial to connect to the network equipment. I use it to connect to SSH uh, sessions if I need to connect to any Linuxes. It is able to connect to VNC. Mm-hmm. It is able to connect to remote desktop connection, and it is able to uh, store all of those in sessions, so I can actually. Uh, I'm buying for. It. I'm pay- paying for it uh, because I have probably or 150 uh, different connections uh, stored in it. Can I go off on a tangent for a second here?
0: This is going to be a rant okay. for a couple of minutes. There is no limit to how pissed off I am at USB to serial adapters. Hmm. Okay, But my story starts way back. Okay. My story with USB to serial adapter starts in 2005. It's been almost 20 years now. Okay. Uh, Because for some, let's say, family members, I used to do some uh, software updates for the uh, voiceover IP phones. Okay. I got to say that with the quality of those adapters back then, out of 10 phones, at least two got burned. And we are talking about a couple of hundred kilobytes of firmware that needed to be uploaded to the phone. That story is something that, so it's been like 18 years since I started doing that. It was only last year that I found um, a USB to serial adapter that works without a hitch. That being said, there's a USB to serial that works and there's a USB to serial that works. Okay. My biggest gripe with those adapters now is actually related to this laptop that I have right here. So this Dell XPS that I have. Uh, In the uh, laptop episode, I talked about how frustrating uh, of an experience it has been to you have this laptop. Because it's expensive as hell. And it has um, multiple people in my, let's say, broader business environment have it. Uh, uh, One of them had to change the screen. One of them had to change the motherboard two times for me. From day one, I mentioned that I had the battery problems, which I solved last year when I bought a new one. Now it works perfectly. I'm actually using it via battery right now. And the, the the second problem that it has is USB, especially Thunderbolt port, which breaks a lot, and which has been the, the bane of my existence since the first day that I, that I got this laptop. Again, this is MacBook Pro money laptop. It's yeah. not cheap. I mean, it's quality-made, that's all good, but the, the ports and some of the things inside just... Ugh. Anyway, I spent a couple of years of my life looking for a good USB-to-serial adapter that works with this laptop properly, and only last year I was able to find one that's USB-C. Those, those usually are worse than the regular USB for some reason, at least for me, that's my experience. But now, you know, with this laptop, I just stopped caring, I just use the regular USB, adapter without the C, because the C port, which is also coincidentally the Thunderbolt port, doesn't really work properly.
1: Okay, but USB, USB adapters to USB to, uh, common adapters, or serial adapters, have a big problem. Uh, there is a prolific chip in it, mm-hmm. and the prolific chip, uh, they even had a big, uh, there was a big uh, affair uh, linked to it, because they uh, realized uh, that there is there are so many counterfeit chips mm-hmm. out, out there uh, that they not only stopped uh, publishing drivers but they actively uh, started disabling the adapters or making adapters not work, which were using uh, uh, counterfeit uh, counterfeit chips. So it took me a while to understand that there is a, actually there is a price point under which you are basically only getting counterfeit chips.
0: I, I get that. I, I didn't know that from the top of my head when I was buying them. I know that now. This, this, what you said is not the new information for me. But that being said, I never, ever, ever bought a cheap adapter. I'm not your AliExpress man. You are that
1: that guy. Yes, but I'm uh, there are some things that I don't buy on AliExpress. Uh, you, saw,
0: the... you saw my USB adapters, USB to Ethernet adapters that I bought for yes. those
1: anchor ones. They're I mean, expensive. Yes, 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 no, yes, no, yes no. but uh, the, it's not about being expensive. It's being actually uh, working. I bought uh, the reason why I'm not buying those things from AliExpress is because I back way back way then I bought an extremely cheap Bluetooth adapter and I bought I think three of them or so and uh, yeah because you always buy things in pairs or quadruples yes because I keep losing them Mm-hmm. basically the, the only uh, way for me to keep working is to have a single device in my home a single device in my office and then one with me with me at the backpack and then try to not lose any of them welcome to the world of convenience <laughs> yes okay but so so the convenience is there uh, the problem was that when i bought the uh, chinese uh, made uh, bluetooth mm-hmm. adapter i realized that they were cloned so they had the same address across all of them Mm-hmm. So when I was trying to connect to my PC, I wasn't able to because it kept connecting to other device because it didn't, uh, didn't realize which device it was connecting to. So if I had my PC and my desk, laptop uh, on, basically both the adapters were uh, behaving as one. And then I realized, okay, I'm not going to go through, uh, through this again. So I decided I'm going to buy my uh, serial adapters um, uh, in the regular channels. And it took me a while. It took me a while because it took me probably Four or five adapters Before I found uh, one That was actually working And I think that the magic uh, The magic uh, Price is somewhere around 20-25 euros Agreed Uh, And then you are mostly like uh, You are probably going to get An adapter that is going to at least work once
0: So our former colleague Who left the company uh, Before you uh, Before I hired you when he left, he left me one of these prolific adapters. Never worked properly. That being said, I bought—I think it's a TP-Link or something like that USB-C that works perfectly. But my go-to cable for that—it's not an adapter; it's a cable for that. For the past couple of years, has been the Fortinet thingy USB yes, yes, USB yes, to RJ45 US, 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 because
1: console. that works USB console yes yeah,
0: because that works with everything that I ever tried to I actually saved a couple of uh, IT, and I wouldn't say careers, but situations for some of my colleagues by gifting a couple of those cables, which are not necessarily cheap. But, uh, uh, you know, it's by far the most convenient way of doing the, the things that I need to do, because everything that I need to do console wise, I can do with that cable.
1: Yes, 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 yes. I am I must say that since I'm a uh, radio operator, sometimes I actually need a straight uh, com Mm-hmm. because some of the devices that i'm using so some of the um, transceivers that i'm using uh, have a com port uh, uh, control so i need to control them directly i don't i, I cannot uh, use the rg45 uh, port uh, to control them because they are actually using a normal 9 pin port so i need to have a device that is actually usb to uh, rs uh, uh, no uh, RJ. so but anyways, uh, let's continue the applications. Uh, Sorry for the tangent, but it needed to be set. Yes, Very yes, okay, 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 okay. okay. Um, it's just it's just uh, what we are using. Now for the, let's call it the rest of the things. Uh, I usually have a couple of applications installed on my laptop. Right now I'm uh, looking at them uh, that I must have, and they are not, I would say, calling them normal. So two things that I always need to have. One is GreenShot. GreenShot is an application that enables me to uh, grab screenshots mm-hmm. and uh, quickly uh, either copy paste them or uh, send them to, through image URL or whatever. Uh, the GreenShot is probably the most useful one uh, that I can remember, but it is superseded by things that actually Windows did. So. Taking a screenshot in Windows is pretty much what I do uh, all the time with screenshot. Screen, uh, but I would be able to do it in new, new original Windows with uh, some of the Windows 11 updates that we discussed. No, I think it's Windows in, in Windows 11. It also works. But uh, I'm so used to the old application because I'm using this for the last whatever years. So I don't mind uh, just using it. Because basically what I can do is I can change the shortcuts and then uh, directly connect it to the print screen, and, uh, screen uh, key and use it directly. Mm-hmm. I can also do this with the uh, Windows application. Mm-hmm. But since screenshot is by default done in this way, I don't need to do any reconfiguration. I just install and that's it. Uh, the other one is uh, search everything.
0: Okay, you mentioned that in one yes, of the episodes. Yes,
1: void, void tools, uh, search everything. And I cannot say how many times this saved me searching for anything. Because uh, the way Windows search works is, first, you are never going to know which version of the search tool you are going to get when you start searching in Windows. <laughs> so Especially in Windows 11. Okay, in any Windows, because basically with, with, uh, whenever there is an update, uh, there is equal chance that you're going to get a new search uh, engine uh, installed. Yes, Windows updates are equal opportunity Windows Search Breaker. Yes, so so sometimes the search is going to be working, sometimes it's not. Uh, there is a feature of NTFS uh, file system uh, that basically has the, its own journal. Uh, search Everything is able to uh, index the journal and extremely quickly search through the entire uh, disk space that you have it only searches through uh, the names of the files so there is a limitation there but uh, you can search through probably four or five terabytes of files in a matter of uh, fractions of seconds so it is able to do once it's it's indexed uh, all the files and it only takes uh, probably 45 seconds or so on, on a huge disk you can search for anything and this is the reason why I use it and it is express, uh, especially useful if you're trying to find the ISO file to install something or a particular document that you know part of the name of so you can just actually go uh, input the name find it double-click it, and then go on
0: let's stop there for a second yes I, th- I have a, a related topic that we can definitely cover um, I had many experiences of people laughing at me uh, or uh, kind of expressing their, um, let's say, uh, surprise at the amount of uh, icons that I have on my desktop, which some people relate to tidiness or lack thereof, which is okay, but my general question to you is actually partially related to that and something else. Uh, I am one of the worst people in terms of organizing my data if I have multiple laptops and multiple desktop computers. Hence the reason why I moved to um, Synology Solution that I mentioned a couple of times. And I'm still trying to work through that because what I would actually need to do is take like a month longer vacation and finally sort and organize all the data that I have. For example, I have, I don't know if you remember my older Lin- uh, Lenovo laptop Y-series. Yes. Y, y it's sitting back at home, one terabyte SSD with a lot of data that I don't have anyth- anywhere else. It's sitting uh, on top of one of my synthesizers, and it's been there for the past two years or whatnot. I haven't even turned it on, but I need to migrate the data. Luckily, this year, our academic year finishes a little bit earlier, so I'm probably going to finally have some time. But organizing data seems to be a big problem.
1: I am completely with you. I have almost no idea where uh, most of my data is, so my solution for this was first Dropbox, and the other thing is that uh, I have a NAS at home that has a directory that is called basically mix, and then I just dump everything into it, mm-hmm. and once in once upon in, in the in the blue moon I go there and then I just at least sort the files by the file names You get the itch? No, 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 I just, uh, there is there is a utility that I use at home that is able to sort the files by extensions mm-hmm. So it basically creates a directory for PDFs, uh, AVIs and so on and so on and just uh, dumps the files in them And this is the most I got to having my data sorted uh, At least... Organized sorted let's not call it organi- organization is not organized <laughs> i had to do it yes but anyways uh the data is a big problem and this is why i use everything because everything is able to go through ftps it is able to go to uh different other devices that i have so it is able to sort of kind of give me information of where something is
0: where you're lacking in organization it makes up for that yes 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 okay. yes
1: cool okay now uh, let's talk about
0: sure, wait wait a second let's see what i have that's weird and maybe not
1: usual no no we haven't got to the weird point okay okay so weird point is uh the rest of the application that we have for example right now i have an ip watcher that is able to uh tell me what what is my outside ip for my laptop I need it for some reason or the other.
0: That's what why you go to internet browser. I say, what's my IP?
1: Yes. Uh, the other thing is I have uh, PO, PO, uh, POU uh, Ray. So, uh, persistent pr- uh, vision Ray, the ray tracing program from the 90s. Uh, why? Because I was experimenting uh, with uh, artificial uh, uh, GPT. ChatGPT is actually able to provide uh, to to create uh input files for the pobre so I can oh, I can actually do it. Now that. I get it. And this is fun because uh, the application that was written for the 20 years old hardware is extremely quick on the laptops. So I can play with it. It makes no sense. Yeah. It just basically it's basically uh the worst version of the, of the solitaire ever but uh It it is fun. It is fun.
0: By the way, now that I mentioned my old Lenovo Y series laptop, I have something there that's a game. Okay, which one? You know me well enough. Which game? If I start playing it, there's no me for the next month. June. Yes. Okay. It's June two thousand. Is there with my save game? So, if I ever, ever, ever start playing that in your neighborhood take a baseball bat and hit hit me on the top of the head. No, 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 no. I'm
1: just going to leave you to it. Leave you to
0: it. (laughs) And you're going to come back in a week to check if I'm still
1: alive. Nah, you're you're old enough. I'm old enough. Thank you. Okay, so then, uh, Notepad++?
0: I don't use any advanced uh, editing applications apart from Microsoft Word. Uh, I love Notepad++. I'm with you there. I have it on one of my VMs for editing PowerShell files, but I don't have it on my laptop.
1: I use it. I use it exclusively for the regular expressions. This is the perfectly only, reasonable. Yes, because this is the only application that I know that uh, has uh, regular expressions that are working, but at the same time the uh, application itself is working also.
0: Can I trigger you? You could try. That's why I have Vi improved in Windows. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, in any case, I don't.
0: It, I'm, I was just teasing you. But you I, just I, just,
1: just go in, If you install Joy in Windows, then, then I'm going oh to. Oh Lord. Then I'm going to be with you Uh, Then the other thing, Visual Studio Code No, thank you It has become uh, an Immensely useful useful application Because it's uh, Able to first, it is able to understand The syntax syntax And structure of of almost anything There is uh, We use it in VMware Labs a lot Yes, and it is able to understand Python, it is able to understand Lua, it is able to understand uh, other uh, other specific uh, languages like PowerShell and so on. JSON format. Yes, yes, like a, a, yeah. X, XML and so on. So, uh, Visual Studio Code is good. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't... I'm surprised because... It works in Linux as well. Yes, I know. Uh, I was using Sublime before that. I was using Atom a lot. And then I realized that Visual Studio Code is basically... Much quicker uh, to run than uh, all of them. Okay. And it is capable of doing what I need it to do. So Visual Studio Code is the a, is a thing that I do, uh, use. Um, I don't have any advanced editors on my laptops. I'm, I'm just have a, I just have a text editor for the. So not plus, plus for all the text editor, editing that I need. Mm, not really. No, I
0: do it in Notepad, and something is in WordPad for a variety of reasons.
1: I will say, I will just say that whatever I needed to do, uh, I was able to be, uh, I was able to do in the Notepad++ because uh, usually I need to uh, redo a configuration on a network device or something else, so I need to do a, a lot of uh, quick uh, final replacing, and okay. this is easier to do in the Notepad++. But it just, it no. just the the
0: the no, workflow, no argue for me there, but you know how I write my code basically, you just start typing it from the top of my head, so I don't need any advanced functionalities and, and it keeps me trained. Okay, I you know how I write PowerShell code, I just start typing in Notepad.
1: Okay, so then, uh, Windows Power Toys,
0: I did not use Windows Power Toys for I think 20 years or so, they used to be uh, Power Toys back in '98, 95, 95, 95. Yeah, I remember that. I did have them then. No, I don't have them now.
1: Uh, what specifically do you use from that? Uh, tools? For some reason or the other, they changed uh, in the last couple of years. And what they did is that they included first. Uh, they uh, what they did is that they upgraded. There is a lot of power toys available to you.
0: File, file explorer, add ons stuff like that. Yeah, yes. I remember. Yes, this is one thing. Always on top. Color picker, fancy zones.
1: Locksmith. Yes, but uh, the one that I lose, use the most probably is uh, run. Okay. Um, there is also a utility that I'm always uh, completely failing to remember. That is, uh, That has the same uh, capability. So basically you play, press Alt and Space. Mm-hmm. And you get a search that is working. So it is able to uh, provide me with, the, uh, with an application or whatever I'm trying to uh, look for. Okay. And... It completely um, removed the necessity of using the search in the start menu. Excellent. And this is this is a nice thing. So Because Windows Search doesn't work. Yes. So this is the thing that I like because it enables me to run any application uh, without uh, using my mouse.
0: You know what's my favorite part of Windows Search?
1: The complete surprise of uh, what's going to uh, happen.
0: Yes, specifically when I start typing, so I go to Windows key, which initiates the search through the through the menu, and then I start typing work, and look what it gives me. Uh, there is no scenario in which I type work and need Word, and vice versa. Uh,
1: also, uh, the amazing part of the Windows search is that if you are using the because for some reason uh, my Windows installed on this laptop mm-hmm. installed in creation, so this is a creation version of Windows. Uh, I had
0: a recent experience with that last week with my um, new laptop.
1: So uh, the most amazing thing is that uh, you can you can actually use this. Uh, if I pre- uh, type in the English version of the what I'm trying to, uh, to search for, so for example Device Manager, it is going to provide me with the uh, setting or something this one is not it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, this is basically not it. I know. Then if, if I take a look at the applications, it is going to say okay there is no something like this, but if I say device, it is going to be providing me with things that actually could be used so this is just a this is I love ju- the conditionals this is just a fuzzy logic way of uh, yeah. maybe sort of kind of you may be sort of kind of trying to find this maybe on the 16th decimal uh, so a calculator you can uh, type in the English version you're going to get uh, mm-hmm. uh, sorry the English version you're going to get the creation line version uh, it's completely as I said inconsistent but it sometimes sort of kind of works uh, please explain to me, you are our uh, Microsoft connoisseur.
0: I typed work, why is it Word? You can see it.
1: I don't know, it works here also
0: because you don't have VMware workspace
1: installed. Uh, but let, let me say, uh, Posa or job work. Come, this, this is completely, completely wrong, <laughs> and anyways. Uh, let me just for the to end this thing, let's just. Uh, let we me,
0: need to go to some of, some other applications that we use as well.
1: We have. Yes, to. yes, yes. You you can, but I'm just going to uh, go through one single uh, super website, website website that I'm always using, and this is one is Ninite mm-hmm. uh, or Nineite. Um, basically, this website, if you are not familiar with it, I know that you are, mm-hmm. but let's let's be general. Uh, it basically enables you to uh, choose from the given set of applications. Uh, there is a lot of things here. So you can choose browsers, messaging applications, media applications, runtimes, imaging, and so on and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. You can choose the applications that you need to, mm-hmm. that you want to use. And then it creates an installer that is going to silently install all the applications at once. So, basically, what it does... The SCCM that works? Even better. You get an application installer that is going to install all the applications completely silent. So, first. The second thing is that if you de-run the uh, installer at a later date, you are go- all the applications that are inside it are going to get updated silently, mm-hmm. and it's going to work. I like that. So, this enables me to completely install my laptop in probably under 10 minutes without thinking about it and i this, like that a lot so this is one of those things that I actually need whenever i'm installing anything because which is often yes so this is this is a good thing and then also uh this is a way of uh, remembering about the application that you usually don't remember about for, for example 7-zip mm-hmm. that you forget but you need uh things like i don't know um let me check python uh Google Earth so different things that you might want on your laptop for some reason or the other Mm -hmm. but you're going to always forget to install because you don't think about it at all Okay. Okay. now for you
0: Uh, when we were discussing online platforms I forgot Adobe Connect but a story for another day
1: there there is a reason to forget it
0: yes there is for example it's not all that good and the second reason on my side is the fact that still the professional sound cards don't necessarily work with it okay. but okay let me go I, back
1: i was just i was just thinking about this is the main reason why people forget i don't know traffic accidents <laughs> it's just your your, oh, your, your brain your brain actively tries to uh forget about it because
0: yeah it just it's, pisses you off
1: it's too scary it's too scary to think about
0: so what else do i have I have FileZilla. This is for something related to Red Hat Academy. Yes. Uh, I have Dell's global VPN client. I just noticed that, again, for one of the clients. I have a couple of utilities to test stuff, like hardware, like HDTAC, I okay. have battery monitor as well, A Com- couple of things, especially on this laptop. but St- on stress most stress Not anymore, but it used to have those. Okay,
1: but well. this this is because you are using the laptop.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. I have uh, image burn on all of my computers or something to that uh, effect because I oftentimes I do need to, you know, burn a CD or something like that. On all of my computers, I have Mendeley Desktop. For quoting, Mendeley database for scientific papers. Yes, What else? Okay, OneDrive team, that's all covered. Netset manager.
1: Yes, Very yes, useful utility. Yes.
0: I have Nmap when I try to do a little bit of port surfing.
1: Nmap or Zenmap? No, no, Nmap. There is Zenmap that has a graphical interface for the Nmap. Why would
0: I need a graphical interface for Nmap? It looks nice. No, I don't care. Okay. Uh, but coincidentally, I have OBS, which I don't use, so nobody cares. Uh, what else? I have re- uh, a couple of audio applications. I have Reaper, free one, and Audacity, always on my computers. Because okay,
1: Audacity is, Audacity is nice.
0: Oh, yeah. At times, I need to edit some audio. I have some recovery tools like Recover. A lot of people use that as well. Um, I'm not talking about the drivers for my smart cards for uh, in- access to, to let's say, e-banking solutions, whatnot. That's completely beside the point. Starwind V2V converter, virtual-to-virtual virtual converter, very useful utility. Tableau Reader, that's for me acting as your manager to check the scores of surveys and whatnot. Uh, Total Commander, always on every every single one of my computers, from the days of Norton Commander in do- yes. DOS. MC is uh, Midnight Commander I always have on my Linuxes as well. Yes. Same thing. Uh, virtual Connect Support Utility, we have a HP Blade here, so I need to have that utility to configure the networking and fiber channel part. In terms of multimedia, VLC and Winamp, nothing else. I don't need anything else anymore. What else? I do have VNC Viewer. I just okay. real VNC viewer, but I never use it because nobody uses that in, in my world anymore. WinRAR, WinSCP, WireGuard, yes, that's an okay. VPN application. Sorry, I forgot about that one. Wireshark, well, oftentimes because of our work, we have to debug network. So Wireshark is mandatory. And that's that. Now, I mean, it's nothing out of the ordinary, and even checking through the uh, through my desktop, in terms of the uh, icons that I have on it, nothing really stands out anymore. I, I have a stack of utilities that I need to do my work. I have a couple of multimedia applications, some business apps. That's that. I okay. don't care about the, anything else anymore.
1: The things that I also need to mention, because I forgot, uh, Spotify.
0: I don't have an app, I use it in a browser.
1: Yes I have an app because I want to be able to quickly uh, whenever I'm doing something I'm usually using my laptop uh, if I'm outside of my de- normal desktop, I'm using my laptop as the basic as a speaker.
0: Coincidentally that's one of the reasons why I introduced um, a, a small mixer in our working environment in our office so that when you leave your Spotify
1: on so that I can silence it. Okay, this is the one this one the one thing and the other is multiplicity. Uh, Never use that. Uh, basically, do you remember Synergy, uh, the application that enables you to use one mouse and one uh, yeah. keyboard across... Uh, multiple computers. Uh, multiple computers, yes. Multiplicity is the same thing.
0: I heard about it now that you mentioned, I just remembered, but never used it.
1: I used it, I, I, first I used Mouse Garage. Mouse Garage was an uh, application done uh, as uh, Microsoft, basically Microsoft own internal experiment with an uh, application that enables you to uh, do things across Windows. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if I have my, have my laptop uh, next to my desktop, I can uh, use the screen from my desktop, uh, the, the uh, keyboard Good. and the mouse of my desktop, I can use it to connect to my uh, laptop, and use my laptop as the another screen in another computer without uh, ever touching the laptop itself. Mm-hmm. That's and good. now I switched over to Multiplicity because it is nicer and it is uh, much easier to use if you need to copy, do the copy and paste files and so is on. It, uh, is it commercial or is it free? It's commercial, but I think it's... it's it's. I, I wouldn't say it's expensive. It's something like $10 or so. so Sounds reasonable. So I didn't care. Uh, I bought it at a sale. It's on Steam. And uh-huh. I just okay. install it and that's it.
0: Do you know what's one, uh, one of my, uh, let's say... Work-related utilities that I always have have installed on all my computers. Sometimes even on some servers. The DigiCert utility to create certificates. Ah, okay. And certificate signing requests.
1: Yes, yes, I understand why. Incredibly useful utility yes because the only solution other than this, this is OpenSSL with uh,
0: or you can go and create CSRs online but you will have to search for
1: the correct one et yes this works. Op- op- OpenSSL with uh, three lines of options, minus x509, minus this minus that. But there is also one that I'm using on the, uh, Linux service, uh, Wormhole Okay. Uh, that enables you to uh, basically directly connect to different directories across uh, the internet mm-hmm. and then copy paste the files uh, from one server to the other but I'm scared to use it in on cl- customers that I that are more I would say that I care about. So there are customers that I don't One care. Unlike LastPass. Yes. <laughs> so the customers that I don't that I care about but I don't think that they're so uh, if something happens to them nothing is going to be uh, wrong there. Uh, I'm using work Home with them. Uh, usually if I have the customers that are safety conscious I'm going to use the normal USB stick uh, to transfer files so air-gapping is something that they actually do and even, even so I'm using sometimes using things that may be considered not so safe mm-hmm. last pass but last pass is... yes, <laughs> okay, 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 you you got me there
0: <laughs> oh, that
1: was... yes, uh, previous it, it, episode yes, it was, okay, so and anyways any Anything else to add? Yes,
0: uh, just one more thing. Yes. If I'm in charge of doing systems maintenance for a company or infrastructure or whatnot, and usually uh, for, for the companies that I work for, I am, including the one that we are working for. Um, if I'm the one who has the capability to uh, do VPNs, so to create VPN connections, profiles, whatnot, uh, I force my users to use IPSec. Okay. No exception. Okay. There are a couple of reasons, but actually it's not necessarily only security related. It's because of the fact that the SSL VPNs are much more resource intensive than IPsec. Yes. Much more. I mean, it's well, on certain devices, we're talking orders of magnitude, more uh, the resource demanding. But at the same time, generally speaking, people consider this to be safer than SSL VPNs. IPSec, especially when done with certificates. But let's not go, get into that. Yes, but uh, I have tokens for the for the IPSec as well. So,
1: okay. Any any anyways, uh, the VPNs are something that we could actually create an episode out of. We could and we should. Yes, because the the VPNs are something that the people are using the path of listener resistance, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are using the. Uh, Configuring the VPNs in such a way that basically whatever was being done back way then when somebody configured the VPN is not working, Mm -hmm. that's it. Uh, Nothing is going to change. The certificates are not going to be changed. Uh, I saw a lot of places where the certificates were created for the 10-year period or 20-year period.
0: Which brings me to another episode that we should do when to use certain types of devices and where, in which use cases. My, my gripe is when enterprise customers start using microtech devices for everything. There's a time and there's a place.
1: Yes, and this is the reason why I'm strictly against using whiteboards in the classrooms and I want my blackboard back <laughs> with the chalk and... The... Screeching chalk. Yes, because it, okay, it wakes people up and the other thing is much easier to clean than the whiteboard that we have here.
0: Yeah, that's why I use iPad-based whiteboard.
1: Yes, okay, but any, anyways, uh, these are we the... We could do an
0: episode about those utilities as well, or maybe the, the tools that we use on our tablets.
1: We could we could create an episode on how do we actually manage all the devices that we have. Because we start... Manually, of course. We don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a uh, there is also one thing uh, in my backpack uh, since I already have one uh, thinkpad that is uh, can be considered so it, this is x x1 yoga so it can be considered uh, ultralight laptop mm-hmm. I decided the best way to run Linux on ThinkPad is to have another one. Of course. So I have another yoga in my backpack that is running Linux.
0: That's so in in tune with your character, man.
1: And the main reason that I'm not using it day-to-day is because I cannot get myself to uh, install everything on Linux again. After I installed all my Windows <laughs> machines,
0: yeah, that's going to take you weeks. but we are still waiting for our student to create that video that we asked him to do about yes. windows uh, Linux desktops.
1: Yes, but i have a I have a I have a thing that I need to I need to finish before we finish the thing. Do you think that it is easier to use SSH and use different uh, devices uh, li- Linux devices from Windows desktop? because I think that, the way Linux desktop is uh, set up today, uh, things like Mobile Xterm, things like Falzilla, things like uh, WinSCP and so on, make Linux more usable from the Windows desktop than mm-hmm. from the Linux desktop.
0: My point exactly. That's the reason why I use Windows desktop and not Linux desktop. You just described it perfectly. Nothing think this
1: is the year of the Linux desktop. It's not. It
0: is never going to be a year of a Linux desktop, sorry, don't cry.
1: Okay, okay. I'm okay. going
0: to comfort you with chocolate.
1: <laughs> no, but the the uh, the thing that I saw is that uh, if I want something done from the Linux desktop, it usually is simpler to uh, fire up the Venus subsystem for Linux, mm-hmm. and then to run something in compatibility mode, because it is going to work. Mm-hmm. and then uh, use the rest of the Windows applications for the Linux administration. Nothing to add. Uh, SQL, uh, SQL. Uh, we sh- should do an episode on this, because SQL client is better. In WSL? Uh, no, 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 in, uh, in Windows. In Windows, okay. Uh, so there is a better uh, SQL client, there is a better SSH client that I know of, there is a better... Uh, Sorry, Power BI desktop application trumps all of
0: those database slash various data sources. Okay. Access methodologies.
1: Okay, but if I need to uh, do anything on, for example, MySQL, mm-hmm. there is a better. Uh, Power client... BI
0: desktop is still better for that than anything Linux
1: has. Yes, 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 yes. This is one of the problems with the Linux desktop. So all the things that we said, and we are. First and foremost, uh, guys who are actually working the Linux, uh, the Linux uh, part. You're not. You're a Windows dude. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> the reason why I'm the Windows dude is because everything works in Linux, in Windows, in Linux. No, it doesn't. In Linux, everything works, but it takes a hell of a lot of time to uh, get it connected.
0: You mean the Linux on desktop?
1: Yes. Okay. So okay, okay, but just fire up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, blue jeans on uh, Linux. Minovona. Yes, and, and th- this is this is the thing that actually surprised me because when uh, Red Hat is primarily using or it was primarily using blue jeans, still is, and blue jeans is terrible in Linux. It is. It's terrible overall. Okay, it's worse in, uh, in the web browser. It is. I think that desktop- everything is worse in the web browser.
0: No, 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 Give no, no. me one online platform that works better in web browser than in its own client, please. Take from now to eternity. VMware. We're talking about an online platform. VMware is not an online platform.
1: But the client the to run the online platform works better from the web browser. Sorry.
0: You mean uh, you mean the, the, the web client is better than the remote console? Are you freaking insane?
1: How are you going to inst- uh, uh, run the, uh, the Vsphere?
0: With via remote co- console. Okay. Which I always do. I never use the the, the tabs in the browser to I mean, I do from time to time because it's easier because I don't want to st- wait for it to start. But not in Linux, for example. If, no, no, no. If no, no, it's no, a no, Linux no, no. machine, you don't yes, do that. Yes, ever. yes, yes. Okay. In Windows, it kind of, kind of, kind of works. Okay. There are certain rough areas. i this, yes. This is,
1: yes. This, is a yes. This yeah. is a yes. Uh, you are B- trying to uh, wiggle out of it, but no, no, uh, it's, No, no, no.
0: Yes. You are correct. I'm, I have no problems admitting that. But uh, for me, the remote console is the way to do it in any case. Uh, because even in, if you use the web console in Windows, there are a couple of resolution-related problems there.
1: But I'm not talking about uh, controlling the VMs themselves. Okay. I'm uh, talking about configuration of the uh, vSphere itself.
0: It's a web browser-based configuration method.
1: Yes. Okay. So So there is not a better uh, version. Yes, of Yes, but that was by design. Yes, no. uh, but I you, know. I you—you were asking. You were asking just for a a common thing that is uh, better from the web browser. No, no, no.
0: You're sk- you're skimping on the truth. It's not because it's better. It's because there's the that is the only way. There's a difference there.
1: I think. That but sh- the sh- the fat we, client. We, sh- we should be the ones who are creating the Electron version of the.
0: <laughs> no, the, the the fat client, as we used to call it, the Windows application. Yes a lot of people still miss that and i have to concur with that because it it was a really good app okay i have it installed here by the way you can still see it on my desktop for some of my older let's say environments it doesn't work on the newer environments but for some of the older ones there are still a couple of those uh, in my client's infrastructure um i have to have it
1: okay so let's wrap up
0: wrap up
1: wrap up yes wrap up uh okay (laughs) too legit to quit? No, I'm completely I'm completely. off, you you, you are going off the rails. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I just
0: warmed up to my working temperature, man. It's only almost midnight.
1: So we are recording uh, for all of those uh, who are actually following us <laughs> this <laughs> long. We're recording almost all of those things uh, after 10 o'clock in the evening. So uh, it's normal for us to be completely off the rails. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Some of the- comes
0: with the territory.
1: <laughs> yes, so, okay, uh, thank you for your applications.
0: Thank you for your applications. And some of those that you mentioned actually are, might be useful for me as well. I know. Hence the reason why I suggested
1: that we do the episode. Okay. Uh, let us know if there are any, any applications that you use on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, maybe we could uh, uh, get some experiences from our you know, viewers, listeners, whatnot. Leave us a comment and we'll see you in the next episode. Okay. See you guys. Bye.